My name is Andrew Adams, and this is Don't You Dare Talk to Me. Today is an extra double special episode of Don't You Dare Talk to Me because this is the first time I've ever had a guest on the show. Introducing Brian Crutchfield. Yes, sir. Here we are. That's right, I'm man. A guest. He's the first guest. So, Brian, what's your deal, man? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I guess we're in this little matchbox, got clothes in your face and shit. Yeah, and dude. If I don't know if people ever thought, like, I was joking about trying to record this shit in a closet. It's real, man. But today, don't you dare talk to me about Ghost Dog, Way of the Samurai from 1999. Fucking, I made Brian watch this shit. What did you think, oh, Brian? Man. This, it was... I, I gained very little from this movie. Very little, very little. But it was, there's a good movie in there. Yeah, dude. Like somewhere. this, it's like a good movie, but then you just like it's like having a good steak, but it's like ninety percent fat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's like that was the complete like opposite of what you'd want in a steak. So, just to kind of give a little background here before we get into the fun plot of Ghost Dog. Um, so it was written and directed by Jim Jarmusch. So. Jarmusch. I don't even know if I'm saying that correctly. But anyway, I was going through his stuff, and anytime, anytime you see like a director that's like written and directed something, yeah. it's always like you know that's their pet project. Like you know they fucking had they had like <laughs> they had a long steak nights, night. sleepless nights working on this yeah, craft. Dude. So just think of like this guy, this like pasty guy, and he's like thinking about Ghost Dog. Think of that, man. No sex at all the whole time. No sex. Focus, he's, no, <laughs> no fun nights with the guys. <laughs> he's not He's not getting his fuck on, man. He just think about Ghost Dog. And here's the crazy thing, too, man. So when he was writing this movie, he wrote for, for like, Forrest Whitaker, he wrote the part for him. So if there wasn't any Forrest Whitaker, like, Forrest Whitaker didn't want to do this movie, there would be no Ghost Dog. Isn't uh, that fucking great? <laughs> so... Yeah, man. But anyway, a little background on Jim Jaramuz here. Like, people might know him. He did, like, the shorts and coffee and cigarettes, and he did the 2003 uh, film version of coffee and cigarettes. And he also did, like, a shit ton of different music videos before that. So I feel like that's okay, kind of how he got, like... So it was just, like, a lot of old guys. He got Tom Waits, Neil Young, uh, Talking Heads, just a wide variety of people here. And then thing, too, about this dude, and you might see this in Ghost Dog, Brian. So this guy, I don't know, he fucking loves... If he makes a movie, he's like, I'm going to do all the genres. Is that what you felt like? You couldn't really... But like, what genre do you think Ghost Dog is? It was artsy more than anything else, but yeah, it'd be hard to put it into a box. Would maybe. you call it Would you call it an action film? Would you call it a drama? I certainly would not call it an action film. Maybe yeah. slow burn, like slow burn drama. Uh, yeah, man, that was what I was... I, kind of got derailed there for a second but anyway he was just like he fucks around with like when he makes a he doesn't know what genre he wants to do like there's this one um the most recent movie that he made it was called um the dead don't die or dead don't die did you ever hear that it was you probably saw commercials for it in like 2019 i it's like a zombie no, movie i have not heard of that but it's, it sounds great yeah man it's oh it sounds fantastic <laughs> so that was one of those ones where he just doesn't know what the fuck he wants to do so let's get into this real quick here so he's starring forrest whitaker as ghost dog and a lot of other very obscure actors. I don't even know these. So John Torney is Louie, Henry Silva, Ray Vargo, Cliff Gorman, Sonny Valerio. Okay. You, know, you know all those people, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, dude, those are all your favorite actors. You were telling me all about how those are your favorite actors on the way in today. Um yeah, man, not a lot of mainstream, like, star power here. And as I said, that's if it wasn't for Forrest Whitaker getting, like, in on this movie, this movie wouldn't exist. And it's even crazier is because it's, like, it's got its own cult following, and it's even part of the fucking Criterion Collection. It's, like, what was it, spine number 1057. So. If you say so, man, yeah. Yeah, yeah man, yeah, okay. it's right there. You can go go to the Criterion Collection warehouse. <laughs> 
Say, I'm Brian Crutchfield, and... I'm here for, for my membership to um, the warehouse. I would like one ghost dog, please. Let me please. swipe in here. <laughs> <laughs> I brought my ID. I would like one go one order of ghost dog. So, yeah, man. So this... this But but one thing that we did see, and we brought this... We were talking about this, is our, our, our RZA, man. Yes, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I guess I built it up a little too much. So RZA did the... um He was the... Like, he did the soundtrack for this movie, but... The one thing, too, is he got his own cameo, and this was the first time that he had, like, actually had his own, like, you know, feature film, or he was acting in a feature film. So, it was, But it was only, like, five seconds, so I feel like yeah, I really... Yeah, yeah, I, I do appreciate them bringing him in. I feel like they could have done a little bit more with that appearance. But yeah, yeah, it was dude. definitely cool to see him in there for a little bit. I don't know. I think it might have been one of those things where he was just like, hey, I'm the composer. Yeah, I'm part of this project. I'm, I'm going to be an actor. This. You're making a part for me. <laughs> Because the scene that we see them in, it's just Riza and Forrest Whitaker. They do like this number. Dramatic walk up, real slow. He goes, "What's up, fellow samurai?" Yeah. It's like the slowest of motions. So we yeah. watched it. We watched it sped up to like one point five or whatever. And the thing was going like, even with it sped up, it still looked like it's it was slow too motion. Slow. Too that's slow. That's too slow. <laughs> and that's what I'm talking about. That's what we were talking about with there being too much fat on this movie. It's just there's so much there where you're like you could have sped this thing up and it would have been ninety minutes. Yeah, <laughs> damn. And there's you could tell this is kind of a bit of a bloated mess too. So it was two million dollars for a budget, which pretty minuscule. Pretty really? minuscule. Like I mean, like for a studio like this, I don't think it was a studio, but for like an independent art film, two million bucks that's steep, but like it's small compared to like how much others have spent okay. on their films. And it, and two, like that's the thing that was like two million dollars. Where was that in the where did you see that on display? Uh, yeah, it's not coming to right. maybe a suit or two. Maybe, maybe the a car, Mercedes nice rent. Car. Yes, yeah, we did yeah, see yeah. a Mercedes at one point. So maybe it's a Mercedes rental. Yeah. <laughs> this was 1999 we're talking about. So, but $2 million in budget. This is yeah. where it gets sad is the opening weekend for that was only $166,000. So mm. not even a portion. But not much of a recoup. Yeah, so we got domestically, though, once it ran its course, it made back $3 million. Um, and worldwide, it made $9 million. So okay. it doubled its profit there. So it, be, it was a success, essentially. But it was just like one of those things where you're just like $2 bucks. Where is that, man? <laughs> or maybe I just don't know movies that well. So... Just a little background, a little fun facts about this. We got Jim Jaramouche, as I keep fucking saying for the fourth time, he wrote this for Whitaker. And this was a standout role for Forrest. Like, this was like, people like still see him as being this guy. Yeah, a lot of person, a lot yeah. of Forrest's personality yeah. in, in his role of doing this. this. I think this was the one that people like put him on the map for people. They were like, oh, did you see him in that weird crime movie? Because yeah. oh, Ghost Dog. So I like that's the thing I didn't know about it until I I came across it on a DVD um, when I was going in like Barnes and Noble a few years back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now yeah, it's it's interesting that you say it was written for him because now that I'm thinking about watching it, it he was definitely being himself the whole like, time. But tell me this, dude, what would be? Tell me who else would you see as an actor as being Ghost Dog? Besides Forrest Whitaker. That's a tough question. There you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's I, no yeah. other actor. So you could see how this guy literally was written for him. So yeah. and I'm trying to think. I'm trying to like put other actors in this position and it's just. It's not coming. Yeah, it's not coming together. Yeah, dude. I just, it doesn't work out. Anyway, though. But the thing, a little bit about like, and I think uh, Forrest Whitaker, he fucking loved this role because. There was accounts of him like method acting for this role, so okay. he was he was getting into it. He was studying Eastern yeah, yeah, culture. For those that don't know, let's get a brief explanation of method acting, real quick. Okay, so method acting is literally where you get like you immerse yourself. You literally become 
that person. You okay. want to like even off. The, so like Daniel Day Lewis, he's a famous actor and he's well known for method acting to the point of being a fucking dick. Like he'll get into that character and then he'll go and not home. Not be able to break character. Okay, he'll just okay, go okay. home as that character. Yeah, he'll be like, I've seen the documentary on um, Jim Carrey doing that yes, one time. Yeah, yeah Andy. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Jim and Andy or something? Yes, something like that. But can you just take a second and like imagine him just trying to walk around as ghost dog, like just like him like whispering to everyone and they're like, <laughs> can you speak up? Can you speak up, please? And he's like, I can't. I, I just want an ice cream cone. <laughs> Method act? Yeah, yeah. He's in. He's, he just, he's he too eats deep nothing in. but me- ice cream cones. <laughs> <laughs> he eats nothing but ice cream cones for weeks. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the ice cream, too, man. Fuck that, yeah, man. We'll, he we'll eats like it. six ice cream cones. But anyway, so I want to kind of circle back here. We're going all over the place. But with Riza, he did the score. And there was two MCs in this scene in the park. We got Timbo King and Dreddy Kruger. They were members of the uh, Wu-Tang Killer Bees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like a, a section of the Wu-Tang. And like at the time, um, I don't know if it's like still a thing, but Riza like oversaw all that shit. He's like anything have any chapter do of like the Wu-Tang Clan like they would have to go through RZA and be like hey can't get this approved I don't know how you know the specifics of it but I feel like that's what these two dudes they were just like hey RZA can we be in the movie and he's like <laughs> let me make some calls let me make some calls I'm not gonna lie though just as freestyling guys in the park yeah. they was killing it man and I those are great yeah and I think that was the thing too is the, the emphasis of like the use of music yeah. in this movie, I feel like they kind of use that to kind of accentuate th- that that part of it. So, and Riz's acting debut, oh, perfect, <laughs> man. Mwah, chef's kiss on Flawless, that, man. dude. Yeah, I don't. It'd be kind of hard to fuck up walking in slow motion, like. <laughs> yeah, good point. Good yeah, point. dude. So, anyway, so let's keep it moving, man. Let's go ahead and talk about this movie. Don't yes. you dare talk to me about Ghost Dog, man, or I'm gonna go on a rant about it. So, we open up on some pigeons. What'd you think of the pigeons, Brian? The pigeons is really important in this movie for whatever reason. They've yeah, been established man. as like a, a recurring theme. Just pigeons everywhere. These, so, if you love pigeons, you'll love this movie. Yeah, dude, if you're a bird lover, a bird lover in general. Because you got like him watching birds through the sniper rifle near the end. So, yeah. you get these pigeons and shit. And it's kind of establishing as we're going in. And it's like... It was all right. So I looked it up, and it was shot in New Jersey, but it's we don't know where the fuck this thing was based. And maybe it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, I guess. Yeah, I guess you were as you were saying, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. So literally, at least fifteen minutes of pigeon shots, and then finally, this pigeon makes it back to the pigeon coop, and we're introduced to Ghost Dog. Yeah. Well, I also want to note too a a bunch of slow camera cuts, staring up at the moon. Oh my god. I think at this point it's a half moon, so that's they emphasize that for a reason. Yeah, dude. And when you're introduced to Ghost Dog, he's reading, um, I think it was Hagakuri or something. It was like oh, right, this right, ancient right, right. samurai text. And buddy, if you don't like narration or books, fucking tune out. This is not your movie because literally every other scene you get Forrest Whitaker narrating. From Hagakuri, or I can't even fucking say the name of the book, but anyway, yeah, you, you know what I mean, yeah. dude. He just, he, you've, you saw it, you watched the movie just now, so. Yes, he's reading it, and he's also, like, looking away, reflecting on what he just read. Oh my he's God. really into whatever it is, and Yo. they start showing you on screen what he's reading, I guess. Yeah, Ghost Dog loves to reflect, man. He will do a lot of driving and reflecting, he'll do a lot of sitting and reflecting, <laughs> he'll do a lot of swordplay and reflecting, just... All of it, man. And then, oh my god. So anyway, he's reading his book. He dips out to do some hitman shit, and that's where we get the. He's looking at the moon and doing his classic reflecting thing. He's yeah, like, yeah. 
So, and he steals this car, and I like Ghost Dogs, you know, I admire that he's always able to keep his own mixtape on him at all times. Yes, he does this unique <laughs> CD flip, kicks it up, kicks the Fuck volume up yeah, to 2021, and then just, just he's zones like, out. She's like, yeah, he dips that thing, he does like, it's <laughs> he hard. He zones out every time, hard. Yeah, man, it's hard to describe how he does this little CD flip, but he literally, I think he just does it for himself. Like, who are you doing that for, Ghost Dog? So, anyway, he's dipping out to go do some, you know, classic Hitman stuff. Um, and then we get this like this montage of him driving, and it's so fucking long, man. This is a the bit first drawn of out. Many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. So <laughs> it's like to the point where I also feel zoned out watching him be zoned out while he's driving. You know? Yeah, man. And that was what I was saying. You can take shots of just Forrest Whitaker driving around in his car, and then you could just have Forrest Whitaker driving the movie, and then that's you just it's just all taken from Ghost Dog. Right. Perfect. So we we kind of get introduced to these mob baddies, and they're like chilling outside this this. Uh, pet store it's a bunch of fishes at the front so they're all about making them sleep with the fishes man so <laughs> so anyway what, what was it that we got so we got these guys and you got the little mob meetup and they want some mob guy dead that's pretty much the short of it they yes. want oh yeah, yeah he opens yeah. up he says i'll get you the rest tomorrow no problem and right, he gets okay. him some money and he gives a big old fat stack of money so of you money. know this guy is into some mob doesn't shit. count the money takes it nope. walks away we know that it's a lot of money yep just some mob guy if he sees a big wad of cash he's like i'm not even gonna count this right now i'm just gonna pocket it and hope it's the whole fucking thing i also want to know here i have a quote put uh put her on the bus to the seashore so oh, yeah. i feel like that's like a there's a meaning to him saying that to the other guy oh yeah so there's this whole thing with the lady so the lady in red that's right. who they're referring to they're like put her on the bus you know or like whatever mob term that means yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> put her on the bus make, make sure she gets out of town get her buy her something nice so we get this so they basically want this one girl dead and this this is the thing about this plot is the fact that like if you look away for fucking two seconds if you like if you're like hey i'm gonna check my phone during this driving montage fucking you'll look back up and you have missed an entire year of your life that's <laughs> You don't even know what's going on in Ghost Dog at this point. So, long story short, Ghost Dog busts in and gives this guy the one, two, three, and he yep. like sees this girl, this girl in red, and he's like, "Oh, I didn't know there was a girl in red. I'm not gonna kill you though." So he's just like fucking dips out. Yeah, they both have great resolve in this. They they both seem like a little surprised, but not really. <laughs> he's like, "Whoa, what do you want, my Rolex?" <laughs> and then she's just still watching cartoons. Yeah, I think. dude, she's unfazed. Like this whole time, she's just like, "I have seen so many people." Get yeah, shot. I guess so. I'm going back to my old timey cartoons. She's not even watching good cartoons this whole fucking time, man. Like, yeah, we see some shots of The Simpsons, but like, damn, man. Yeah, and they also appear to be having like the worst date night or hangout you can imagine. Yes, <laughs> dude. What you were saying? She, what did he say? He was just like, "You want some more wine?" And she says, "No, I don't." <laughs> <laughs> wow, what chemistry! This is fucking romance at its best, man. So we get this, and she, he, Forrest Whitaker, and he's like, as you see, he has code. He ain't killing no woman. So, yeah, or he, I guess so. yeah, he's out of there. So we get these. We cut to what was his name, Louis. The, he, this guy pops up a fucking bunch, and I, this is um, they're trying to tie down this like pigeon. They're trying to get this like this message attached to this oh, pigeon. Right, right. Yeah, dude, this is the pigeon problem scene where these this guy, this big mob guy, is just chasing a pigeon around an apartment, <laughs> chasing it around the room. <laughs> He goes for the couch, the pigeon jumps. He goes for the wall, the pigeon jumps. This jet, like, yeah, this pigeon's like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I'm not like, I'm doing over this. Here. I'm, I'm over here. Okay, you can't touch me. You can't touch me. Ha ha. So, yeah, dude, this pigeon is giving this mob guy the business for a good, like, five I minutes. Oh, man, breaking his ankles hard. But it's cool, though. They sign this pigeon to the LA Lakers, and then. <laughs> I'm just 
kidding. <laughs> they catch the pigeon, they put a fucking note on it, and they send it out. So then we like we follow this pigeon back to Forrest Whitaker, which this is probably one of the most frustrating scenes in the movie for me, dude. Like seeing him sleep on the roof and not be like covered in bird shit. Oh <laughs> so, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's sleeping by a pigeon coop, just you know, hunky all hunky. You, you immediately wonder does this guy have friends? Like, why Why is he sleeping on the roof like, with all these yeah, pigeons? Yeah, man. I know What's he's... What's going on? What's going on with the pigeons? I know he's a hitman, but come on, man. Have a social life. For real, a little bit. So, <laughs> he's like, I don't need that. But I anyway, books. sleeping on the roof with the pigeon, the perfect pigeon lands on him, wakes him up, and it has the message. Yeah, dude. It's like, it perfectly. He's just like, this is my man. I'm going to land right on his face. So, yeah. He's like, yeah. So he drops there, and like he's reading this little note letting him know that there's a big big problem that you didn't kill that woman in red so forrest whitaker does what's best and he eats the note <laughs> as anyone would do in that situation he eats the note no dude can you can you tell me how casual it was though when you saw just, just he just eats it. it and then he goes back to sleep i think he goes, mm, that's a good one <laughs> midnight snack <laughs> i love how pigeons keep bringing me snacks <laughs> so, <laughs> he didn't even read the note he just mm, was this a cracker <laughs> Is it Ritz? <laughs> oh, just in the mood for a snack. And he oh, eats man. it, and I think he goes back to sleep or whatever happens next. No, you know what we get? We get more fucking text from that ancient samurai right, right, book. Right. Yeah, okay. dude, we get a big old that, so... Yeah, man. So we get this. He goes to the pet shop, and he goes and buys some pigeon feed. And this is just to let you know how, how cool he is. So we get a bunch of bloods chilling outside the pet shop. As, I, I want to make a note to say it's Birdland. Birdland. Yeah, it's Excuse not just me. any pet shop. It's yeah, Birdland. Man. Shout out to Birdland. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Man, okay. props to Birdland. I don't even know if that's a real thing or if it's just in the universe. It doesn't seem like it should be, but it was in this movie. Man. They only carry bird Birdland. stuff, though. Birdland. <laughs> <laughs> no other pets, <laughs> just birds. And you, all your bird stuff related needs, you go to Birdland. You go to Birdland. Fly on into Birdland. <laughs> this is a paid advertisement for <laughs> Birdland. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Don't You Dare Don't You Dare Talk to Me is brought to you by Birdland. Whew. Anyway, so we get this and these these bloods they show him some respect. They go, Oh, it's Ghost Dog, which They establish okay. that he's a well known, well respected guy in the yeah, community. He's he's I respected suppose. in the community, so yeah. we get that. We also see this badass karate kick, like this mugger get karate kicked. Karate kicks in the alley behind Birdland for no reason at all. Yeah, I mean, dude. Well, like, I'm sure it comes back around later. I don't think it ever did. But it kind of comes out of nowhere. It didn't come back around. I think it, all it was was just showing him, and he was just like, oh, look, the, this place is really fucked up, but that guy can handle himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now you see Forrest Whitaker pause and look like, oh, damn, that was a nice kick. He's like, nice. And then he goes back about his business. <laughs> He's like, I need to do, I need to take some notes from that guy <laughs> from when I do karate later. Yeah, dude. And that, that maybe, I, want, I wish like there was a bigger reaction. So you never really see Forrest Whitaker ever react big in this right, beyond yeah. beyond an eyebrow raise yeah but i wish he would fucking go for it dude like i wish like in that moment he would go oh fuck man like especially with so much time dedicated to looking at his face no facial expression oh, dude. or reaction to anything but that, right after that though is the karate practice on the roof oh, man. is that i believe so right uh, let's after. see so he goes to the pigeon pet shop yeah he karate kicks the shit they, that mugger gets karate kicked no nah, there's like a little mob meeting there just to let you know just to establish that ghost dog is in trouble oh no and fucking one of the oldest guys there like they, they they gave him the go go ahead to say the n-word and you know he was just oh right right yeah, yeah that was dude. a great scene yeah, man, he was just, 
This guy, he was drawing it out. So this is old fucking guy. <laughs> no, yeah. So they're chopping it up a little bit. Uh, ghost dog. About... Yeah. Go, they're like, we got to kill ghost dog. Yes. So that's the point of that conversation. Yeah, man. <laughs> that was. But no, this is when we get the perfect white guy response. We're like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so there's like this one mob dude who's super down with uh, like hardcore hip hop. And he's like trying to rap out something. I couldn't even get what song he was. Yeah, doing. I didn't catch the song. Yeah, um, man, but he fucking, like, then, the like, the guy beside him, this, like, you know, very, very stoic white dude, he goes, he goes, I don't know anything about that, and then he just <laughs> continues with the, <laughs> he just continues I with I mean, the... he was kind of making it seem like he wasn't into the, but he was name-dropping Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube. Yeah. Right? He's he... name-dropping him, and he starts <laughs> quoting him in lyrics, and the guy's like, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> but no, man, he did it in such, like, a mom way of doing it, like, you know, I don't know anything about the Snoopy Dog, but... Yeah. <laughs> but I do and then know the that third we, guy over here is, is chimes in with the n word. Yeah, you, you just know, gotta just, drop that freaking n bomb yeah, on yeah. him, man. Oh, God damn! Just to let you know that he's a bad guy. Yeah, I guess I suppose so. Yeah. This is when we get though. This is when we get ghost dog prayer time slash karate time. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, what was your favorite part? The part where he swung around a machete, or the part where he swung around a sword? <laughs> well, he's just very zoned in to his. You know, oh, before he does that, he does like the necklace thing. Oh yeah, all these hand flicks. He's doing a little. Doing Forrest a little does prayer. a lot of hand hand flicks in this movie, and then he puts on the necklace, and then he gets into you know the sword practice. Yeah, man. So I guess that's part of the ritual. I feel like we might just be disrespecting a lot of. There's like a lot of stuff in Eastern culture. There's like a lot of deep meaning there. And yeah, everyone's everyone's just like everyone's like you're missing the fucking <laughs> point, you ignorant assholes. No, man, this is, I just wanted to point out a movie is just like, as casual moviegoers, this is like, you know, artsy films can be fun, but then like, it's fun to fucking tear them apart, man, because it's like, that's what art's all about. It's meant to be deconstructed in stupid ways, right? So anyway, back to Ghost Dog. Yeah, he puts the necklace on, he starts doing the sick moves, (laughs) (laughs) like light jabs, and this is someone that knows nothing about samurai moves, but just doing some light jabs, (laughs) step forwards. Yeah. Uh, Like, like, do you think that was shadow boxing or was that like Tai Chi when he was like, I had no Wait. clue, man. <laughs> Dramatic uh, sheathing the sword, putting it away all slowly and shit. Okay. Yeah, can I, I can like... I get a non slow mo version of all that shit though, dude? Like <laughs> all that shit that went on. Oh man! So scoot ahead here a little bit. We get introduced to the ice cream man, who's this French speaking dude that is Forrest Whitaker's only friend. Which I just want to establish this: that yeah, okay, that's a cute concept that you have these two best friends that don't understand each other, but they're such good friends that they're able to overcome that language barrier. Yeah. But here's the thing: is that it it kind of takes the impact of every single like the or like the weight of every single scene between these two characters. It's pointless. Because he's just blankly staring at him. He's just while he's looking talking. at him. Yeah. Yeah, or if he does respond, we already know that all the shit's going over each of their heads. Yeah. <laughs> or he's like staring down at his feet while he's talking, or they're just he's thinking I guess about, not listening. You know? Yeah, he's just like, I gotta get something for dinner, man. He's just I waiting for their next turn to talk, I guess. <laughs> or or he's just like he's just like when he pauses, that's when I'm gonna speak. <laughs> I'm gonna say a lot of French shit when he when he pauses real quick. Or maybe he was thinking, like, between those moments when he's, like, the moments where he's looking down at his shoes, he's just like, I have eaten so much goddamn ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, man. He's I like, wish I wasn't lactose intolerant. Like, I'm, re- I'm going to regret this later. I'm lactose but... intolerant. I came to America. I don't know any English, and I started an ice cream truck. What is wrong with me? And my mom said I was going to be a failure, and she was right. <laughs> So yeah, then he jumps right back into conversation with this guy. Oh yeah, yeah, perfectly fine, man. Yeah, so we get that, and so we, but we scoot on over here to Forrest Whitaker. He's feeding pigeons. He's a domestic 
pigeon feeder. And this is when we get introduced to the two dudes from the Killer Bees, and they're just, you know, freestyling yeah, on the bench. Oh, yeah, yeah, that so, was cool, man. They were killing it. Yeah, man, park, which real. it's cool that, like, you know, we get that, but there is zero interaction. These dudes just, like, awkwardly walk on by and go about their business. Yeah, and he's kind of staring at them while they're freestyling. Hardcore, like, man. Bit, yeah. He gets, he gets, you know, this kind of gums back around to him, though, when a dog stares at him later. Oh, yeah, very true. <laughs> this is when ghost dogs stare. This is what you get for staring, ghost dog. So then we get introduced to the fucking nosiest kid on earth. She just, like, plops on down. She goes, I know your ass. I know. I you You live a couple of buildings down. I saw you walking by. I saw you sleeping on the roof with the pigeons. I saw you <laughs> picking your nose that one time. <laughs> Yeah, nah, she knew all about Ghost Dog. Yeah, you're, you, I saw that one time. You wore Where two different shoes. Where was this whole time? I don't know, dude. Just kind of off to the side, I guess. Um, and this, like... But this is the thing is, this is the nosy-ass kid on Earth, and we keep getting reminded from this kid that, that Ghost Dog has no friends. You have no it's friends, sad. Ghost Dog. It's a little concerning. It's so sad. But... <laughs> He does make this good connection with this kid. Yeah, so you I but there was no real payoff though. Like yeah, they have they talk about books this one time and then we skip ahead to the end where they talk about books again. What else? Well, he kind of exchanges he gives her the one book. Oh yeah, there's um, yeah, the little book club here. So we we sit on the bench and we have this whole scene of them having a little book debate. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> this kid's you pulled- and this kid talking about literature, literature for whatever reason, I guess this kid's done a lot of reading in their downtime. Yeah, like there's not not much to do, you know. Also, just uh, like- Vanessa from the Bernie Mac show. Yeah, know, so yeah, those to that character. I don't know what do you know the actress's name? I wish I did, but I don't. No, yeah, but Vanessa from the Bernie Mac show, (laughs) check her out. Go watch the Bernie Mac show. (laughs) Actually, let's just talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, dude, that's what we should have been doing. We should have just watched a few episodes of the Bernie Mac show. For real, though. Anyway, so you go this after the great book debate of these two. He gives them a copy of Rashomon, which I know for a fact that fucking kid wouldn't have even liked. I wouldn't give that book to a child, yeah. No, man. (laughs) So... (laughs) Anyway, so we go back to these, like, old white guys, and these are, like, the oldest mob hit guys on Earth. This is, like, when they're trying to find Ghost Dog to kill him. They're struggling yeah, going they're, up the stairs. They're breathing heavy, and there's two old guys, and he's like, is your gun loaded? My gun's loaded. <laughs> so, like, are you sure we loaded the gun? <laughs> I don't think I loaded the gun. Imagine getting all the way to the top, oh, and you're like, yeah. he goes, dude, dude, wait, wait, wait. I forgot bullets. Weird time to ask <laughs> at the top of the... Hey, are man, you guys ready? Yeah. I forgot my bullets in my car. <laughs> So the oldest mob hit guys on Earth walk out onto this roof, and they get introduced to this one. Um, he's I forget. Well, did you write down like what race he was? He says it. Um, I didn't. Get he's it, like a Native yeah. American man, and he says what his um, specific race. I, shit, that's bad on me. I'm taking notes, man. But they're like. <laughs> This is the best, man. I love, like, he's just like, he's like, what the fuck do you guys want? And the guys respond, like, the oldest mob hitmen respond by shooting a pigeon off a roof. And the guys looks at him hardcore and just says, stupid fucking white man. <laughs> and he says, what'd you say? And then he says it again. And, like, that's it. Dead on, like, dead ass. And they're like, what do you say to that? Though? Yeah, like, no, I wish you could, I wish you could have got more from that guy. Like, yeah, dude. Uh, whoever that was on the roof. Why wasn't he, like, a, a teammate of ghost dogs or something? He's like, ghost dog, I keep the pigeons, you kill the people. Yeah, well, like, they have a gun on him and he's very like stoic just like Forrest Whitaker and he's yeah like, <laughs> yeah dude this guy's such a badass and yeah. like he was actually so that character um he was in another movie of Jim Jarmusch the guy who directed this 
he directed another movie called Dead Man, and okay. he has. So this is really funny. I, I didn't bring it up earlier because I wanted to save it for this, but um, so this is a, a movie called Dead Man. And it was starring Johnny Depp. Um, I think it came out in like 1999 um, or 1996 or something. Okay. But the, the same dude that said that said the same fucking line in that movie. He goes, really? Yeah, he goes, he goes, stupid fucking white men. It's great. I <laughs> That's love a great it. Great tagline. Yeah, like, dude. Yeah. They brought him back. You know, you know that he like called him up and he's just like, hey, we need you. I want you to end this. And he goes, can I say stupid fucking white as long, men? Yeah, as Only long as I, I get to say, say that, that thing. You won't see you in the movie if I'm not Fuck saying Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> so, but then we cut back. We get a pretty extra interesting scene of Ghost Dog cleaning his guns and reading his books as he likes to do. And then we cut back to some more old mobos who just kill the shit out of this random guy on the roof. Like... Because they're looking for, like, a big black dude who right. takes care of pigeons. Yeah. And look at that. They find, uh, conveniently, in the same city of Ghost Dog, there's another black man, big he black man who likes... description. Ah, <laughs> oh, God. And, yeah. and he takes care of pigeons. He's toast. There's no way, yeah. <laughs> there's no way there's two he's, black he's guys toast. taking care of uh, care of pigeons out here but hey it happened and these guys they kill him in cold blood and one of them like reflects for a second he's like i don't feel right about this <laughs> that didn't feel right he's like i don't like that <laughs> so <laughs> so these guys fuck off and they just killed this random guy which we don't really get any payoff from that like we see these guys like you know harassing and killing these like innocent dudes but you never really get and there's like and that's the thing with a lot of this movie man there's no there's payoff there's no payoff it does there's not like, come back around in any way at all it sets up a few things with the books and stuff but there's no payoff and i feel like that's where you kind of back come back to the the whole concept of just trimming out the fat yeah. you might have an awesome movie here man yeah. there's a better movie in there somewhere yeah dude and that's i think it's just like these concepts as i kind of talked about in previous episodes of like these interesting concepts get bogged down with all these like you know the people that kind of you know, like want to put in their two cents or they just gets like taken in the wrong direction or they just keep trying to add shit to make it more interesting and then it just kind of becomes a not interesting concept i can imagine though on top of what we saw they shot a lot of other stuff that didn't even make it into the movie oh I'm, for sure dude you know that like for a fact there was probably some shit that they like shot and they're like let's just replace this with forrest whitaker driving around <laughs> Might have been a sword fight, dude. Well, imagine. All right, so imagine this. Imagine like the big climactic battle instead of him just getting blasted, like right. a big samurai showdown in the street. That would have been more. That yeah. would have been, been a lot more from that. That yeah. would have been so badass, man. But, <laughs> but no, instead, you get some nice driving scenes, staring at the moon. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. I guess that's the thing is if you go in thinking that this is going to be like a high octane action crime thriller fucking pump the brakes man and that's the thing is i guess you see the word samurai and hitman in the same sentence and you're like sick dude so anyway so we get those mob guys and they're still out looking for ghost dog and everything um and then he runs into louis so louis is like the dude who like got a hold of ghost dog he's like he saved ghost dog when he was a young kid and he was like hey i saved you and ghost dog's like cool i'm gonna kill people for you now and he goes whoa whoa, whoa, no 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 no, not like that not like that (laughs) Um, I don't think that's actually the thing. We don't. So it does the Rashomon thing, and I think, oh, there's some artsy shit for you. So it does the Rashomon thing of like having two accounts of the same story, but they're completely different. Right. So okay. yeah. So just a, like background here. Now I don't know if you know Rashomon. No clue. So yeah, it's uh, it's a book, um, and it was also a movie in like 1950, and it basically just takes place about this um, this peasant in ancient Japan, um, this peasant who kills a samurai and rapes um, the samurai's wife, and then they like 
he the whole movie or story is based around this guy's trial. So you keep cutting back, and each person that's like testifying um, is given their own different account. Okay. So it kind of shows, and it kind of like makes fun of the justice system and shit. It's relatable today of being like you know how one person can think one like see the exact same event, but it's going to be completely different. Completely different. Yeah. Yeah. That exactly. So it's weird. So they do the Rushmon thing of how they got introduced and all that shit. So and Louis just like Louis and Ghost Dog are having a little heart to heart there, and Louis lets ghost dog know that uh, like his his mob guys want to kill him because he didn't kill the woman in the red dress but he points out he wasn't instructed to kill the woman in the red yeah, dress. exactly dude so it's completely moot like yeah, yeah you told me to go kill handsome johnny and you know handsome johnny got got and but they didn't know their red a girl in a red dress was there so that's the thing man is this could have been completely avoided you know but who the fuck cares anyway so there's as we're having this little interaction another guy comes up to like kill louie but ghost dog saves louie which could have saved a lot of heartbreak in the end so <laughs> yeah so he kills that guy and then ghost dog this is the best part so this is the whole reason i made you watch this movie yeah man the you, no 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 the holster <laughs> Oh, right, right, this right. This right, is the right. first time we see Forrest Whitaker try and holster his gun like it's a sword. Uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. It, I, I, again, makes me think of the the wrist flicks that he does all movie with the CDs and with the necklace. And now he's doing it with the gun. Just a, a strange... It's eccentric, man. Yeah, eccentric flicks to put the gun away into the holster, which makes no sense because no one's watching him do it or anything like that. You're doing it for yourself. Like, that's so... <laughs> you're such a douche move, man. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. But he does his little thing. It looks like he's trying to flick a booger off the end of his gun. Yeah, right. Like, or he's wet and he's getting water he's off like, of He's like, oh, gun. I gotta get this water off of my gun. <laughs> so yeah, he does that shit like, what, three times, four times? Yeah. It's yeah. fun every time. I had to rewind it a, a couple of times just to watch it again. It makes no sense. None! You would, think you, you would do that with a sword, but it wouldn't make sense to do that with a gun at I all. don't know, man. Maybe he just thinks, I'm a modern samurai and this is what the samurai do. I just, don't have a sword, so I gotta do it with my gun. Yeah, man. I try to do it with... I, yeah, it's gotta be unique. I gotta be unique. He's always trying to make a name for himself. <laughs> I'm Ghost Dog. This is what I do. So we get that, and he goes back home, and he finds out all his pigeons are dead. Oh Christ! Moment, yeah, man, man. That's heartbreaking. This for is Ghost Dog. this is his John Wick moment, though. For real, yeah, yeah, man. Great parallel to that movie, man. But yeah, definitely, <laughs> he gets up there and he's like, "Who did this, and why? Why have they done this to all my pigeons?" You know, you know what he could have. He went, "Who <laughs> 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 killed my pigeons?" There's, a, there's even a pigeon in his bed when he gets back. Yeah, into the dude. House. Yeah, man. So it's like it's like the Godfather. They they killed a pigeon and they put it in his bed and they're like, "That's gonna be you. So heartless, we're gonna man. we're gonna kill you and put you in bed, make <laughs> you sleep with the pigeons." <laughs> I don't think that's what they meant. But nice, <laughs> some real mob shit for you. So you know this that he ain't gonna stand for it though. So this is this is Forrest Whitaker's suit up scene. So right. he goes and he gets out from under his floor after playing this little puzzle game with himself to get out his sniper rifle. Yeah, he's got yeah, a yeah. big old gun box under there. So he loads up and he goes and steals another car. And when he's going out, like get this expo dump and everything, and he's like heading out to kill some dudes. And he like, what was this? Just it was just some couple, right? Like he, st- he steals couple. their clothes. I guess he he has a great eye for fashion because he see from a distance. Yes. This guy's got a great suit, and I'm going to need that suit later. You know, so he's he probably he like creeps that, in. That guy's my size. <laughs> Creeps in, pulls a gun out. They retreat into the alley, which you should never do if someone pulls a gun out. Don't go into mm-hmm, the alley. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back out with their money and their clothes. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So keep this in mind, too. There was a chick with him. There's a chick with that dude. Yes. 
Why do you make her? T- why do you make her strip? They're both naked for whatever reason. He doesn't need the dress. <laughs> what if? What was that? What if that more was more like, payout if he would have put the dress on later in the movie to do that, the killing? That's shit. what I was just about to get to. Like he shows up at the mansion and he's like, he's you see him in the suit as he look like he's recon in the mansion, and then as he's about to like bust open the door, he's wearing this like sexy little blue piece, sparkly blue dress. Oh yeah, man, that way more payoff. <laughs> Wig or no wig, or would he have the dreads or the uh, the cornrows still? I'm thinking wig. You gotta have a wig. Dude, that would be fucking tight. Yeah, sure, do man. like full drag king, queen force Whitaker killing all these guys. <laughs> so, but lead up to that. So, after he fucking tells these guys, to, that's the thing. Back to this is another pointless, like, why moment. As he gets it and he goes there and he like stakes out these, this this uh, mansion of all these mob guys that he wants to kill for killing his pigeons, right. question mark. So, right. And he's like looking through his sniper rifle and he's just bird watching. He's so distracted by nature the whole time. Yep. <laughs> Not a good time to be distracted at all. You got the sniper and he's got his eyes on the target and then the bird lands on his shit. And, and he goes, he's oh, like, oh, what a, what per- what a pretty bird. Is that a robin? He's, a little, he's like, oh, I got to write that down in my notebook. My bird watching notebook. <laughs> And then he looks up and he's almost missed his target because he was staring at this bird the whole time. He did. He just he walked inside and he's like, shit, why did I even bring this thing? Right. <laughs> yeah. This is another why moment, man. Why would you even bring the sniper rifle? Because what he does is he like drives up to the front of the mansion and they're like, hey, who are you? And he goes, oh, I'm the hit guy. And he fucking kills them all. <laughs> Knock knock, murder police, murder squad here. Right, yeah, 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 dude. So Forrest Whitaker straight up goes on a kill streak there of just going through this mansion of old people, more gun flicks and more spin arounds. But yeah, he's he's killing it in that. Scene. Yeah, dude, he's he's just like I do not understand. Oh my gosh, I did not mean to touch that. Oh well, it'll just be recording like that, I guess. Um, so anyway, getting that. <laughs> yeah, but there's guys to his left and right. He kills them all. They're all shocked that he's there. He does a nice spin go, move, kills yikes. the guy on the stairs, <laughs> keeps it moving up the stairs. Okay, so I want to make this clear, though. So this might sound like a very interesting and high-octane action scene that we're describing, but it's not. It's not, man. It's it not. It could be, but it isn't. Nope. It, you literally, it's just him, like, you might as well have just shown him walking through and just, like, hitting people with a big hammer or Is something. Is it because all the mob guys are too old? Is it because... I don't know, dude. They all suck, though. That's the <laughs> thing I don't understand, either. So, we get that going, and... Hold on just a sec. I'm fucking with the recording right now. I'm sorry, guys. All right, now back to it. So we get that of this most hot, intense scene, and then he like busts into the head honcho's office, and right. the one dude who was dropping all the M bombs. There like, he is, and the girl's there too. Oh yeah, and red dress girl. She's watching cartoons, so yeah. I don't even write her down her names. Just call her cartoon girl from now on, I That'll guess. Work. So we get that, and we get old N bomb guy who just like sees him, and he's just like he's so shocked at how cool Forrest Whitaker is. He has a heart attack and dies right he there. He dies right there man (laughs) which i'm not sure what they were going for but i actually enjoyed that moment it's like oh there he is that's the bird man and then he dies and he goes it's the fucking so and he croaks but yeah i think it's like like a nice little comedic relief scene because like forrest whitaker has the two guns on him and then he's just like he's like i don't need this one gun and he just like lowers the the one so, but he kills the head honcho guy, the one guy that's been gunning for him all this time. Um, and then he just like, we get a very, a mirrored thing where he's like, did you think he was going to kill the the girl that time when you saw it the second time? Um, no, I don't think so. Because both times she has this look in her eye, they make this long eye contact and you're like, all right, well, see you next time, I guess. <laughs> you got my book? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What happened to that book I gave you Yeah, last dude, time? I was reading Rashomon last time I saw you. What the fuck, dude? You're supposed to give me that back. And then he goes, oh, I'm sorry. I gave it to a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you know, it doesn't Ooh, about that book that Ooh, you gave me. I actually gave it away to a fourth grader. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, oh, man. Anyway, so he just like, yeah, dude. He leaves there, but there's people that he didn't kill. So, like, Louie, the one guy, what was it? Yeah, there's, like, retainer so. guy, his head honcho guy, right, ends right, up right. coming out of the toilet, and he's just like, all right, well, I gotta go, so. But yeah, shoots him in the same arm that he shot him in the first time. Well, I yeah. think we skipped over that. Oh he yeah, yeah, I didn't roof. touch on that. He like when they first met up or something, he was just like, "You might as well shoot me." So he shoots him. <laughs> so he just shoots him in the shoulder. <laughs> and he says, "Why'd you shoot me?" And then he says, "Because you told me to shoot me." Because you told me to. Because I'm, I'm, you're my retainer. <laughs> so, oh dude, this guy in this samurai code. So they leave and they're like, these mob guys are ripping ass out of there. And then, like, they get pulled over by the cops. So it's just uh, like. Those cops, man, they come at the worst time every time. Okay. And this is the one thing I wanted to kind of do, talk about for a second. Why the fuck do cops in all movies just draw out the shit? <laughs> or, like, they, anytime you have, like, a bad scene, they're like, oh, no, oh, we need to get him to a doctor. And he's like, hold on there, sir. Yeah. <laughs> you stay in your car for a second. I'm, I'm bleeding. I'm, I'm bleeding everywhere. Hey, oh, don't get sassy hold on, with hold me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. All right. <laughs> License and registration, please. Fucking, why are cops in movies all about their job? Right, like, yeah. Oh, fuck, man. I don't understand that, but this cop ends up getting capped by... <laughs> A dying guy. Yeah, and they point out, hey, man, you killed a woman. You should not have done that. I love that, dude. Yeah. No, I love that because the guy, he goes, you just killed a broad. And he goes, he goes, no, I killed a cop. <laughs> yeah, it's equality. Yeah, man. dude, he was the ultimate message. feminist to the end. Like, <laughs> this dude was like a, a proto-feminist. <laughs> he's just like, as he's dying, bleeding out, he goes, don't be a misogynistic pig. For real, man, that's that's very significant. It's fucking, yeah, he's ahead damn. of his time, dude. Yeah. Anyway, so this guy, he dies, and then, like, we don't know what happens or where they go, and we know they go somewhere because Cartoon Girl, at the end of the movie, she's all dressed up. Right. But when we leave them, she's, like, just in a t-shirt. Like, yeah, what no the goddamn of what's happened in between fuck. then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, there's a lot of question marks here. <laughs> okay. A lot of head scratchers. More than Blue City, even. I don't know. I don't expect you to know what that is. That's just the first episode. You're like, you're like, I don't Shoot. fucking care, dude. Woo! Anyway. So you get this, and after, like, you know, he heads out to, to kill some more dudes, and we get, he rolls up to this one spot, and he, like, does a little tape over the glass, and he kills Cartoon, the guy, the, the mob guy the who's guy's watching, watching cartoons. cartoons at 11.59 or whatever time it was, yeah, and man. he's just alone, in his, <laughs> alone at the crib watching some cartoons, as I we all that. do, you know? Yeah, dude, I love that this guy, <laughs> this, like, hardcore mobster guy's just sitting on his, like, couch. Or like sitting on the couch, like with a big old smile on his yeah, face. Yeah, he's happy. He's like, he's like, I love fucking cartoons. I don't know what it is. This is what I do. I just fucking love the colors and the sounds. It's great. <laughs> so, yeah. And all right. He dies right there. But he fucking dies happy. I'm glad for him though, yeah. dude. Like he was just trying to fix the TV, and Forrest Whitaker shoots him. And then we get the scene of like the, the one another mob guy. He gets like shot through the pipe. Like he like does a little. Forrest Whitaker goes into sink. his basement. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he goes into his basement and he like unscrews a pipe and then he shoots him through. His which, yeah, sink. I'm wondering if he studied the infrastructure of the house, or how do you know? Yeah, that man, pipe I was thinking that directly too. Directly up into that guy's bathroom, but like that's the one thing you never see in like Hitman movies, man. Is like some of them, like all right, like the like Agent Forty Seven or whatever is like okay, he was trained to be a killer. Yeah, but Forrest Whitaker is just some guy, or Ghost Dog is just some guy. How did he know that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's like he went to plumbing school just for this just this hit. <laughs> I became a certified GIT <laughs> certified technician. <laughs> yeah, nah, he knew his way around the basement, like flawlessly. Yeah, nothing and shot to him it. Right through the sink. Yeah, dude. So he does that, and he like kills that guy, 
And you think this is it. Like, you know, he kills all the, the big bad guys and everything. And he's just like, you know, that's that should be the end of it, right? No, not quite. So he goes and he, like, to his ice cream friend. And this is, like, one of the most abrupt, like, climaxes. So we're, we're getting up to the climax here. So he goes to, like, his, his ice cream friend. And he right. gives him the – he's just like, hey – I'm going to give you a bunch of free shit. And so he gives him like this briefcase that he's been carrying around. And yeah, and he's just like, okay, thanks, I guess. The, the briefcase, the suit that he wore for all the murders, he gives it. Yeah, he uh, gives it over to him. And the guy's happy though. He's like, oh, I have friends that can tailor this for me. Yeah. Even though it's like 50 sizes too big. <laughs> so, but, and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, um, so we get like the one kid. Uh, the nosy kid, right? Yeah, she uh, shows she's up. She's giving him the book back. From yeah, before. and he gives it, gives him the book back, and they have a little another great book debate right there, being like, "Yeah, what'd you think about chapter four? And what'd she's like, th- ah, <laughs> "Chapter five was better." <laughs> and then he's like, "Yeah, I agree, I agree, dude." That's literally you just hit the head, nail on the head yeah. of what that scene was like. So it's just instead of them being like, "I like that story," well, I like this one better. Okay, cool, <laughs> and that's it. So then all of a sudden, as they're doing this, to get started, what Google what was? What was, app, what was that google all right whatever app. man okay. fuck it. it dude it does that all the time so i'm pretty sure there's like a demon whispering it or whispering <laughs> to it or something it's like disconnected it's probably that yeah it's like not connected to my google it'll not go connected. away if you download the app though okay. there you go yeah man yeah. and then it'll just start saying some really fucked up demonic shit so anyway this guy like we get louis just standing in the middle of the street and then like forrest whitaker steps out and he lets it lets us know this is the final shootout yes he breaks the wall a little bit he says oh no this is the shootout and then he says that's very dramatic because the guy's standing there and it's very dramatic the way he's standing there. yeah he's like he's like spread like full ego like like legs past his shoulders a little bit too too spread yeah so he's (laughs) (laughs) these guys gun on him and forrest whitaker like just starts walking up on him and he gets shot and he goes, oh, and then, but likely, so there's these dudes that are like playing chess or something and they, everyone fucking bolts, but the ice cream man and the kid. Yes. They're like, we got to stay for this, man. Like, That's our friend. <laughs> the ice cream man's holding the girl by the shoulders being like, you need to watch this. For real? You need to check this out, dude. So they watch him just like, like Forrest Whitaker's doing a noble thing of being like, I'm not going to kill you, Louie. And then like, Louie just keeps shooting him until he falls down. Because he's a retainer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like, I can't kill you because you're my retainer. And then he fucking, Louie keeps shooting him until Ghost Dog's dead. And then Ghost Dog lies in the street with a copy of Rushamon in his hand. And a pigeon flies in too. And then a pigeon flies in just as he looks like he lets out the gnarliest fart as he's like, ah. <laughs> oh. And he's like. And a pigeon just flies away with him. So, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah, dude. Or wait, do you think that was the pigeon that like because there was the one pigeon that like w- was still alive after the like, massacre? There was that yeah. one pigeon that he they had that connection. He yeah, spoke there was to the like, pigeon. He's like, it'll be okay. He did say that. Yeah. He, was, he was like, oh yes, baby, yeah, baby, you know, just <laughs> he's tucking deep to the yeah, pigeon. Yeah, he's choking the pigeon, and he's like, yeah, man. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah. So, I don't know if that was the same That's pigeon. probably the same. I believe that was supposed to be the same pigeon. Anyway, so Louis dips out, and he gets in his car, and he fucking pulls out of there and gives back the book to, or takes the copy of Rushamon and then gives it back to Cartoon Girl. She's like, yes. yo, this is my book. Finally got my book back. Finally, she got her <laughs> it's book It's got blood back. all over it. Soaked in blood. This thing's well-traveled. <laughs> and then she starts explaining the plot of, of the book oh my right then. God. He's like, all right, we got to go. And she's like, this book is a great she read. She goes, this is a great read. Like, thank you for your acting. Like, yeah, man, that's weird time to start talking about the book. But yeah, she doesn't say like what more than 10 words this entire fucking movie. And now she has to explain Rashomon to us. Right. Like, 
whatever, man. Yeah. So you get all this dump and this bullshit, and then that's it. It kind of ends right That's there. it. It just ends. Between us explaining all that, there's like seven pauses to show us the text on the screen. Oh, no, wait. We did leave out, leave out something. So the one nosy girl... He gave her the copy of Hagakure, yes. or like his ancient, the ancient samurai text that he was reading at the beginning. He's like, "Here, read this. You don't have to read it right away." But <laughs> she just chucks it over She's her like, shoulder. Okay. <laughs> I'll take this. This is boring. So anyway, she we get a final shot of her um, reading that, and then like all this time of him, like all these big X or like narrative dumps. Or, like, is Forrest Whitaker reading it? And then it's, like, the girl reading it. So now it's kind of passing on the torch. Right, yeah. So we don't... Sequel, question mark? Which... It doesn't it, seem like it. But that's the end. But what what would you call the sequel to this, dude? Um, Ghost cat. Ghost... <laughs> Ghost puppy. <laughs> Ghost puppy. <laughs> Ghost puppy. Woof, woof. <laughs> yeah, nah. Honestly, I don't know. It seems like he does pass on the samurai spirit with the book, and she yeah, yeah. aims the gun at the guy for that period. Oh, yeah, she did aim the guy when he was running away, so... And then it kind of stops right there. Yeah, so that's... I guess it's just hinted at that, oh, she's going to take up his mantle, maybe, yeah. which I think like that maybe... there were plans to do a sequel yeah, at one point. I don't know. Maybe maybe he just kind of left it in that way of being like, oh, yeah, I could do... Yeah. Yeah, I could do a sequel with this. But it was just one of those things where it was just like... Why would you even bother doing a sequel when you had to slew through the first one, man? Like, could you imagine? It was a bit of a drag. But this is the thing about sequels is the amazing part to be able to improve and use these good ideas or be like learn from your mistakes, which a lot of them don't. Like, you don't see a lot of people learning from their mistakes nowadays in movies. But but anyway, that was Ghost Dog, Way of the Samurai. And this was Brian Crutchfield talking about Ghost Dog with me. So, yeah, man, I'm going to continue to try and do guests. I'm going to fucking strap another bomb to brian and trying to get him to do another <laughs> another episode here man so but anyway this has been don't you dare talk to me good listening on you listener thanks for listening that was a lot of good good listening for you um keep tuning in to continue tuning me out uh yeah man and also too just to plug the old uh you can get me on twitter at dare talk to me or instagram don't you dare talk to me is there anything you want to plug brian uh, no, nah, man, I'm not at all. <laughs> yeah, I ain't got nothing going on. <laughs> Colgate toothpaste. <laughs> Colgate, this is, Brian is sponsored by. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm actually brought to you by Heinz Mustard. Anyway, thanks, listener.